Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight Face. Hi, we are back. Back again. Maya's got some uh, beautiful backlighting sunshine. It's like filtering gently through my like gauzy curtains. Beautiful. Yeah, it does look really like angelic. <laughs> That's me. Do you guys remember um, Angelica from the Rugrats? Of course I do. Angelica. She's my favorite. <laughs> I also felt a true kinship with her. Yeah. Guys, Angelica fucking sucked. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Fully stand by. Wait, why? Angelica. She's bossy. She knows what she wants. That's not what I mean. I meant, why are you asking us? Oh. Oh. Because Melissa said the word angelic, and oh. so I thought Angelica, and then I was like, I wonder if they ever think about Angelica the way I think about Angelica. I do. Wait, how often do you think about her? Weekly, maybe? What? Okay, so me too, long. though. Yeah. I haven't thought about Angelica from Rugrats in, like, six years. Well, what, she, what does she say? Stupid babies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Is that where that came from? Is that why you say stupid like that? I don't know stupid. if that's where I got that from. Stupid. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm really distracted by this new crystal that just arrived right before we started recording. I love a nice rock. I love rocks. You know we do. I really do. All right. So how are you guys? What what's been up since the last week? Hold on. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the, like, evil chuckle. <laughs> Wait, can you repeat the question? The question was, how are you? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, not great. Not great. Just on many levels, you know? Uh, you got bad news today. We got, there's, I mean, some there's some uh, horrendous shit happening in Texas that yes. just uh, I don't even know how to think about right now. Um, it is absolutely monstrous. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy to talk about. I'm talk. I'm happy to talk about Twilight now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even though this well, book I is have... already annoying the fuck out of me. <laughs> I have something I want to share with you specifically, Melissa. Me? Because yeah, I picked up my phone so that I could reference a listener letter. But then my muscle memory took me to Twitter, and the very first tweet that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to read you the very first tweet that I saw. Uh, this is from a Twitter user named Mo at CoverGirl53. I evaluated a patient today that hasn't drank water in over five years. Oh Coffee and Mountain Dew. I was able to convince her to start drinking one cup a day. One, healthcare makes me tired. Her skin looks like crinkled up foil, and she's not the first patient I've had like this. Okay, I don't Listeners, never don't know this, drink Melissa water. doesn't drink water. I don't never water. drink water. It's not often. It's not often, but I don't never And drink every water. time it's offered to you, you complain. Well, yeah, I'd rather have other <laughs> and things. And you're like, mm, do you have any Gatorade? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in my defense, coffee and Gatorade are made up of a lot of water. This yeah, is so true, but it's we. still not the same. <laughs> I don't 
know. Hey, any listeners, do we have any, like, scientists who can... You just uh, heard from a scientist on Twitter. No. <laughs> I want you just one. heard from one. I want you a just scientist heard from a medical professional. Uh, I want a different professional. You're not special, Melissa. You're a human <laughs> no being. professional. And human be like, beings need to drink water. water. <laughs> do I Food, think that you need water, to drink... shelter. As much as people say that you need to drink, probably not. Oh, yeah, I already know that's a myth. Eight, Eight cups, cups a day a is a day or whatever. That's so based much on, water. It's based on the person. Yes, but I agree. Should I shouldn't have consuming no water. water. Yeah, you should probably be consuming water. Okay, I'm not. Is I'm drinking not Gatorade that. better I'm than drinking nothing? Also, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying none of those drinks count as beverages. <laughs> they're just not water. But they're but not I, as. But I do have water. It's not like I don't drink water. I'm not like this old lady who doesn't have teeth, okay? <laughs> yes. You said you were. Uh, <laughs> I have some water. This commenter said... When was the last time you drank water? Literally today. I great. had some today. That's great. I'm happy for you. I only we're drink proud. it if I have it in my cup that has a straw. <laughs> That's easy to fix. Guess what? Yeah. Water comes out of the tap for free. You could fill your cup with water. With yeah, a straw that's why I had time. water today. If I didn't have that cup, I wouldn't have had water. Good. I'm glad you had I that cup. I am laughing. So I'm addressing hard and the sweating. problem, and you're yelling at me. That's why I, I had the cup. Nobody's yelling. I want to read you this comment. This commenter said, "I know that you're in funky." And then she responded, she said to me, and I quote, I'm always thirsty. <laughs> See, that's also, I'm, I'm not a thirsty person either. Are you, aren't you though? No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, in certain, in certain aspects, yes, I am thirsty. <laughs> uh, but for liquids, uh, being... Thirsty, but not for liquids. <laughs> but not for liquids. You're not the only one. Vampires. So we got Oh, good segue. (laughs) We got this great email from our new pal, Carolee. Subject line, all caught up. Now what? Carolee, listen again. That's what I say. I mean, here we are back. You made it. we're back. Just kidding. Don't re-listen. You already know what we said. Yeah, no, I don't support that. Up those streaming numbers. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) We dare you. You won't. Um... (laughs) So Carolee wrote in with this really funny story about her Twilight phase. I read Twilight in sixth grade and remember it taking its chokehold on almost every middle school girl I knew. It really did. It It tore through us. It was incredible. For my 13th birthday in seventh grade, we went to the movie. I believe that was November 21st and my birthday was the next day. What? We have the same birthday? (gasps) I didn't even make that connection. My birthday is November 22nd. Wow. Oh my god. So special. Friendship. I've always noted that a lot of movies do come out around the 21st. Yes. Um, it's true. Because it's the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. week. Um, but OMG, we have say, are you also a Scorpio? Can you tell me? Um, right I found out recently that I'm a Scorpio and not a Sagittarius. And it's because I think, you know, of the time I was born. So, like, let me know if you're also a Scorpio. Um, I'm really interested to hear that. Thank you. Did that, like, mess with your whole conception of yourself? Or did it, it like, did. feel a lot? No, I mean, both. luckily so i thought i was a sagittarius uh son but i am a sagittarius rising so 
Okay. I, I still I still had the relation to Sagittarius. Instead, she's a Scorpio stellium. Yes. Oh yeah, I have right. three Scorpios in my chart. It's a lot of Scorpio. It's a lot. All I remember was getting to have all my friends over, playing Guitar Hero in the basement, eating pizza, and then my mom and dad driving us all to the theater. Carly, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds gory. That sounds so fun. Take me back. On our way back, one of my friends was gushing about how much she loved Edward Cullen and wanted to make out with him. My dad was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Recently, my best friend, who was also there, told me that she laid awake for hours that night after everyone else fell asleep thinking about how much she loved Edward Cullen. She said she could have sworn she saw him in the ceiling. Like, full-on Madeline style with a crack in the ceiling that had a habit of sometimes looking like a rabbit. OMG. Okay, I but thought she was going to say, like, Virgin Mary style. Oh, like, I was like, you know how people you know, see Jesus in toast? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, Bella saw Edward when she was doing dangerous things. <laughs> There's more to my Twilight phase during my middle school years, but no need to mention it. Though yeah. I do also remember when Breaking Dawn came out, my grandpa said, what are you reading, the Bible? And my thought was something like, oh, grandpa, basically, yeah, it's like my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, especially because Breaking Dawn is the worst book. And whatever but it's so bonkers um there's like so many amazing things to this email i know we should move on so there's like there's so much great stuff carolee thank you this email is unreal <laughs> but i want to finish with her like under her sign off she included a little photo of like what do they call them emojis oh what's of you emoji yeah like the, the emoji of herself yeah. Yeah. yeah as a vampire in a coffin <gasps> that says i want you so <laughs> okay but so my <laughs> my i have a emoji too and mine is also with ba- vampire teeth i'm a vampire in mine. <laughs> You've never well, seen you might be the same person omg <laughs> tell me wow. more things about yourself so i can you know properly assess whether or not we're actually twins <laughs> well read the rest of the email because she does tell us more about herself <sighs> damn it yeah okay fine all right i'll do that so now it is time for chapter two us to discuss the book the book i think it might be my turn it's not me okay, i can't I do it <laughs> okay i'll i'll do it okay. um, <laughs> i had this whole big plan because i was pretty sure it was me this week and i was like i'm gonna prepare i didn't do that <laughs> um, chapter two long night bella and edward are wrapped in each other's arms in bella's house and edward has to go because it's his bachelorette party and she's like <laughs> his bachelor party <laughs> <laughs> you're right she has to go because it's his bachelor party and bella it's very uncomfortable she spends a long time talking about how beautiful and glorious she is and like look she always does that but it's like truly next level it's (laughs) and then they talk about whether or not they have cold feet and they both decide that they are going to get married and they are going to have sex um (laughs) and edward is like all right I'll stay with you. And she's like, no, go to your bachelor party. And Emmett and Jasper come to pick him up. And then Bella's thinking about, like, the guest list. And she is most concerned. Not about having Seth, her werewolf buddy, in a room full of vampires. Although that is a concern. But about Tanya. 
that Tanya made a move on Edward like one time and she will be I mean, so beautiful same. Oh, same. that Bella that it will like ruin Bella's experience at yeah. her wedding. I agree. That she'll I spend understand. the whole time comparing herself to Tanya. Um, then we get this backstory about Tanya's family that it's like, why is this coming in book four? Yep. Like we know why because it didn't make sense in any other book, <laughs> yeah. but it also doesn't make sense. Doesn't it's coming make sense so here late. Either. Right. Um, and the backstory is that Tanya, Kate, and Irina um, had a shared mother, not like a biological mother, but like a vampire who created the three of them and made them into a family. Um, and she once created an immortal child, so a baby that is turned into a vampire too young to like learn how to behave essentially you know like you change a kid in the terrible twos they're gonna be a brat forever um a so murderous the, brat yeah a murderous bloodthirsty brat for eternity <laughs> so the Volturi show up they kill the mom um and the baby and all of the thing is basically like look don't tell people that they're vampires if you create an immortal murderous brat people are gonna find out that they're vampires like keep it together and bella falls asleep and she dreams of like a beautiful angelic baby boy with bright red eyes who has like eaten her entire family and everyone she loves um and olivia's hair is doing something really fun where it's like a, a really deep side part um that starts right above the ear yeah they're really swoosh and wide it's really excellent um great that's the recap that's the recap (laughs) (laughs) okay i i want to raise two things one is that the murder brat babies are just inexplicably lovable like as soon as you see one of these things you fucking love it you you can't murder it back because it's just perfect and devilish and angelic which i can kind of understand it's like you come home to a puppy that has destroyed your house and you're like and it's looking up at you with ginormous eyes and you're like but it's magical it's a magic (laughs) puppy yeah so and nobody really carlisle's like why did they keep making them who fucking knows who knows was it a bad idea yes did they keep doing it yes yeah um also um while edward is still over um they talk about babies also um, oh i forgot about that. i'm so mad i was like i'm gonna prepare it's gonna be really good and every single time that i know it's my week i'm like i should write a poem i should do my yeah and then i never do <laughs> As I've like a never prepared. I've never been like I never um, prepared for that. He's like, yeah, I'm really sad that I'm taking away childbirth from you. And she's like, I literally and she's don't like, want that. I never <laughs> wanted that, and you're not asking. You're just telling me that you're sad about it. She's yep. like, we can just adopt. Like, who gives a fuck? Exactly. And he's like, but you'll never be a mother. And she's like, <laughs> we can just adopt. A lot and of also, things I'm very I don't about. want to be a mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm very annoyed about a lot of things in this chapter. He's like, if I were human, and she's like, you're not, so why are we having this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Do you know of a magical spell that can turn you human? Because right. I don't, so we gotta if work you were with what human, we, have. we wouldn't have met, and we still wouldn't be having this conversation. And so we still yeah. wouldn't be having a baby together. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that's everything. All right, how'd I do? I, I give you an eight. Enjoy Six. that. Six. I'll take, I'll take an average of a seven. Actually, <laughs> the average is higher because I give myself a ten. <laughs> no, I reject that. Completely. No, I just decided that that's a thing that can happen. Uh, okay mine is correct it does start out again it's like every time i want there to be sexy times in this book it's just like about how beautiful he is instead of it actually actually sexy time time. it's not it's just edward is like he is such an angel he's like he's not a man he's an angel you know what it's perfect marble <laughs> cold lips were just the fucking hottest thing I'd ever seen <laughs> in my life. It's my worst sentence, but I gotta read this. Oh my god. <laughs> so Bella's talking about how, like, Edward, like, doesn't want to take away her soul, but, like, of course he's got one. Like, he's being silly. And she said, He had the most beautiful soul, more beautiful than his brilliant mind, or his incomparable face, or his glorious body. <laughs> Marginos because I'm reading the ebook, which is a library book, and so it has people's highlights. <gasps> you can see the other so, people's highlights. Someone had highlighted that sentence, and I can only imagine because it was like that is the most beautiful mm-hmm. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Because <laughs> like all the highlighted stuff are like the mushy, mushy stuff, and I'm like, this is like a good mush moment. <laughs> it's so painful. <laughs> I literally took a screenshot of that sentence being highlighted. I'll send it to you, Maya. It makes me think of what is, like, over the course of my lifetime, probably one of my favorite songs, um, Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, of this era. Yes, it is. I don't want another pretty face. Don't want just anyone Anyone home. Okay, but, like, shirts are off. Bella wrapped up in a blanket because it's so much. Oh, she's in a blanket. But Edward's shirt was on the floor. I never got over the shock of how perfect his body was. White, cool, and polished as marble. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, I don't, that's just not appealing to me. But maybe because I haven't, I'm, I just, I haven't seen Edward, so... I mean, we have. Every time a movie has attempted to make Edward look hot, it's very hard to do because he's... I've never, I've never thought that the the movie Edward was like, "Mm, I'm super into that. Because because they make him really pale and undead looking. In Twilight, where he goes, well, as long as I'm going to hell, very hot. With the sunglasses. Yeah, that's a great moment. That's the hottest he gets in that I've only seen the movie one time, essentially. Twice. Twice. Two times, right? Two times. With us. And I don't remember, really, that scene. That's the best part. Oh my god, that's like the best part. And the music is so good. I remember the music. All I remember is the music. 
Okay, this is the closest that Bella has ever been to her happy place. Charlie (laughs) slept obliviously in his room, which was almost as good as being alone. We were curled up on my small bed, intertwined as much as it was possible, considering the thick afghan I was swathed in like a cocoon. You know what? Like dream bigger girl. Yeah. Thought think (laughs) is that okay so yeah edward is in danger of like losing control but i'm like okay that doesn't mean bella has to have a bad time yeah like you know i'm not no please please extrapolate give her some give her some head no he would he would also lose control doing that i don't know it would just it would he would be so would. overcome with the pleasure of giving Bella pleasure that he could he couldn't do it. I, but okay, if we're but talking like, about, about like baby steps, what I don't know hand hand exploration. I mean, literally <laughs> any step beyond Edward's shirt is off. <laughs> I, I'll saying, give like, you that. And they are about... like they're gonna try to have sex, right? So I do I agree think... with you. Right, before they go, you know, all in on the sex when they don't they should, know what's going to happen. Like, should, okay, well, let's do some other stuff first. As, as previously discussed, there are many yeah. sexual activities they could be doing in warm-up. I do totally agree. There are, you know what, I don't need. And you know what, if anything, this could, <laughs> this could help uh, Bella, you know, maybe not feel so uh, horny for it, you know? I if know. Edward's really like, I'm trying to oh avoid any scenario in which I kill you. I think he'd be like, yeah, let me try to lose some head. I mean, we also previously discussed, like, has has Edward even masturbated in a hundred years? Like, Definitely we... not. There was something in this that... I thought the only reason that, that we right? thought that was because of how we understood his semen that still <laughs> works as semen situation to have happened. Wait, I because saw... if it's true that the semen has like been in there since he was a human, then presumably he has never masturbated as a vampire. Um, I saw a tweet <laughs> where uh, some guy was like, "Next time you're with a girl, tell her it's the first time you've ever been hard." I'd be like, "I don't know what's happening," and then just start screaming. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Now I'm just imagining it as Edward. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Truly, like maybe he would have like figured out like okay, here's here's more bad vampire biology uncomfortable postulating. Do all vampires with penises ejaculate? Have we decided they ejaculate venom and so they all ejaculate? That's a great question. I don't know that we have decided that. I think that they can, but that... <laughs> Olivia's face. <laughs> She's looking roll scap. <laughs> well, we know from later in this book, once Bella's turned... I can't even say this. <laughs> yes, you can! I just said the word ejaculate like three times. I believe in you. Okay. We know from later in this book that they go for like hours and hours and hours and hours. Like, the activities last a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And so I think that like they can, but if you're going for oh. days, I don't think they're like ejaculating once every hour. Okay, but my point is you could, you can, orgasm is separate from ejaculation. 
So if vampires are these like weird stone beings with no fucking bodily functions, hypothetically, you could have a vampire who can orgasm but does not ejaculate anything. Wait, I didn't know that. Ejaculation is different than orgasm. Well, like, like, like biologically, they're separate functions. Like, I can't oh. speak to whether it always happens 100% of the time, oh, okay. both happen at once in human males. But, like, biologically, they're separate things. I'm with you, but if we think about Edward, I just doubt that he would be doing one and not the other. No, 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 Okay, so my question, I asked this question because if vampires don't get people pregnant because they don't ejaculate then edward could have solved this problem by by masturbating finding out that he could ejaculate so like is edward special because he could have at least just gotten rid of all the sperm exactly so is he special because he got her pregnant or is he special because he's ejaculating at all masturbated ever do you do you understand (laughs) my question I understand. I I think that he is special for getting her pregnant because we know from later in this book that there are many, not like a ton, but like, you know, a notable number of half vampires. You're right. So presumably they usually just ejaculate vampire venom with nothing in it. I guess so. I don't think the biology is going to make consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I idea just keep that trying. this happened just because Edward didn't want to sin in any way, shape, or form. And so he never masturbated. And that's it's how this, ba- this miracle baby happened. Is because this miracle his... nightmare child. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how this happened. Um, um, listener, if you're coming into Breaking Dawn not knowing what we're talking about... <laughs> Please write in. Right, right in. Looking back at this, what you think is I don't know if I have reread this book, to be perfectly honest with you. Coming into it again, the, the foreshadowing is a little too heavy. It's too heavy. Oh, it's a lot. All it's we've been lot. talking about is babies. That is something, okay, that's something I wanted to talk about with this. I think that it makes some kind of sense when we know the overall context of where this book came from. That we get to book four and somewhere out of nowhere there's all this, like, kid stuff and pregnancy stuff. Yeah. Like, I get it. Because if you remember from last week, uh, Charlie is also like, are you pregnant? Like, there's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And when you think about, like, how this book was written, it was originally written as Forever Dawn, written after Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight, and it was about this whole baby thing. Mm-hmm. And then she pushed this way out and wrote New Moon and Eclipse in between. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that it comes out of nowhere, but it's so jarring as a reader. But, like, I don't know. It's that just all not where Bella stuff is. comes out of nowhere. Right, especially if, you know, she decided to write these other books before, or ap- I guess after she already had the concept of Forever Dawn. Like, you'd think you'd slip some stuff in there. She could have done the, this foreshadowing way earlier. Yeah. Right. Like, it like, seemed like, like while... Breaking Dawn was always going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, like, while we were begging for Bella to, like, contemplate the <laughs> things choices. that she was sacrificing, right. this conversation could have happened in Eclipse. And, it, it, you know, in that context, maybe it wouldn't have come out of 
nowhere. Like, if she actually was engaging with, like, well, what is it going to be like to watch my parents think I'm dead? And what is it going to be like to live together literally forever? And Edward might be like, well, did you want to have kids? One of my main complaints, actually, about this scene is that he he does not pose this as a question, which oh, just really never a question. Me. Like, how, it comes up it, it comes up that, in in yeah. response to Charlie. She's just like, yeah, haha, wasn't that crazy? And he was like, well, I wish he'd been right. And it's like, wait, what the wait, fuck? What? You wish that Bella was pregnant right now? Like what? And he's like, well, you know, just that, like, maybe he could have been right. Like, I hate that I'm taking away this thing from you. Instead of being like, like, did is this something that you thought about? Like, is this something that you feel like you're giving up? Like, that's, if you are, that would be really hard for me. I can only imagine that Bella has previously never brought up wanting to be a mother because she doesn't want to be one. So, like... I think posing the question first is that makes sense. I think I think a little bit of what's going on here is that Edward knows that were he human, he would want to be a father. Maybe, and that's not how he says it at all. No. Yeah, I I would I love think to know that's if what is that's what happening. Edward wants. It would be great to know what Edward wants. Besides, just I just want to be with Bella. That's a great point. Well, I think that what we know of, like, Edward's human life is that he expected to live, like, a very typical life, you know? He was really excited to go to war, um, but had he met somebody like Bella, or Bella specifically, he would have been really excited to, like, stay with her, marry her, have kids, like, live this regular life. But he's talked a lot about the getting married thing, and he's never mentioned having kids. Right. It's true. I'm making he's never an actually said here. that. Like I I understand where you're coming from, but he's never actually expressed that. It's true. I wish these characters would be vocal about the things that they want. That would be cool instead of assuming things about each other. Okay, there's also he says, "I don't want to steal your future if I were human." And that I think implies if I were human, I could give you a kid. And it's mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't do that if you didn't want to be right. a parent. True. Um, I mean, it sounds like he's like, I'm willing to do anything that you want. Like, if you want a kid, we'll have a kid. If you don't want a kid, then we won't have a kid. Like, it seems very much so like Edward is not actually thinking about things what that he, he wants. wants. He's kind too busy assuming what Bella would want. Right. Well, also, I don't know, like, he doesn't engage with it. It's true that he is a vampire, right. so he's like, well, why would I think about that? And literally, <laughs> I, I can't have a child. Um, oh, but Again, right these would all that, be great things to have on the page if they were on the page, if which they, they are not. But they are not. <laughs> I just found it really jarring as a reader that all of this comes in strong out of nowhere. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do, is there like a more elegant place or way that we could have gotten this um, immortal baby foreshadowing? Well, I still think that we should have gotten some foreshadowing to the Volturi in the first chapter. Like, right. not necessarily to this specifically, but to the fact that they are an overarching, like, you know, presence that is the reason why they're, Bella's becoming a vampire in the first place, i.e., they're very so powerful. Soon. 
Yes. Um, so soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, I don't know, it wouldn't feel so nearly abrupt. It's like, no, we're getting your, like, re-entering of the Volturi and their, you know, whole deal along with this random baby story. Yeah. And that, I think I just... think it should have come in Eclipse. Well, well yeah, I think, I think all of it should have come in a sooner, in, in, in an earlier book. <laughs> In Twilight. <laughs> mortal babies. Get those immortal babies one. in there. I do think it feels particularly awkward in this chapter because it's like, my wedding is tomorrow. Who's going to be at the wedding? Tanya. <laughs> I'm vaguely threatened by Tanya. Also, I recently learned about Tanya's backstory. Right. It's about this unrelated thing about Volturi and here's a word-for-word verbatim Charlie telling the story of immortal babies, just, you know, as an aside to who's going to be at my wedding. I think that it should have come when they were trying to, like, gather their army in Mm, Eclipse. They're like, okay. Oh, they're not coming. We're figuring out that there's, like, of a newborn army we give you the backstory of newborn armies in the south all right now we need to gather our response team oh the denali clan aren't coming well it makes a little bit of sense even though we're so offended because they're really extra intimidated by the voltori and maybe they're scared the voltori are gonna show up oh why are they so scared of the voltori the voltori killed their mom here's the story yeah I feel like it could have even come up kind of New Moon because they go to meet the Volturi and there's Jane and the other one. What's the Alec? other one's name? Alec, um, yeah. Dimitri. They're, they're so like, young. They're, aren't true, they like, kids? Yeah. Aren't they kids? Or so like, like young teenagers. Where's yeah. your Where's your line for, oh, that's illegal. Oh, nope. These guys are okay, though. That's an interesting angle. And, yeah. Edward yeah. could say something like, well, I know they would be really interested in whatever your power would be. There's no way that they would have let Alec and Jane live if their power hadn't been so... Because they're so young. Right. So there, there's just, like, these little things that they could have added. But We have notes. <laughs> we, we always notes. do. Yeah, Tanya's beautiful. <laughs> this was so annoying to me. It's a, truly, like... Oh, yeah, one time Tanya kind of liked Edward, and Edward has never expressed any interest in her whatsoever. But she's okay, but so beautiful it. that I'm going to be super uncomfortable. Bella, already. She's marrying you. I know. I was like, right, it's right, literally your wedding. Like, I, I know meeting, meeting like, people's exes, yeah, a little weird. This isn't even his ex. And you're literally getting married. But, but... Bella already feels all kinds of inadequate when compared to vampires. Yes, she really does. And, you know, this is vampire woman who has said that she is openly available for Edward whenever he wants that. And she is not a vampire. Yeah, but there's been so many, many years when he could have taken her up before he even knew Bella. And he did it. But, you know, we're not saying, like, it's a reasonable thing to worry about, <laughs> but it's the night before your wedding and you're meeting her for the first time. Yeah, I'd be fucking nervous about it. Would you feel more or less intimidated if in the past he had taken her up on it and had gone out with her for a little bit, but didn't fall in love with her? Definitely so it's weirder. like you did date oh, her. I think I would you be did less intimidated. Her, but what? then 
he picked you. Because to me, the unknown of, okay, but maybe they are, like, perfect together. Maybe they do, or, like, are someone who could fall in love. Or they tried and they didn't. But Edward felt so strongly that they weren't that he never even tried to date her. Yeah, and he might be wrong. Because he was like, nah, (laughs) no thank you. Not about it. Things are different when you actually experience them. Yeah, but so he literally knows her. It's everyone. not like yeah. it's, it's not like he doesn't know her. Like when you're playing Sims and you make your Sims fall in love I'm with the saying, entire town. I'm not saying it's like a real what thing. What happens when you I'm, do that? I'm saying that that's what my you get brain as a cheater would be yeah. anxious about. Even if you don't cheat with anybody, you're just in love with everyone. Yeah, well, like the way it is in the Sims is like you know you get to the in love section by being like flirt hug amorously compliment appearance and then you get the little heart symbols so so once you get the heart symbols with somebody physical else, and romantic attraction that's what yeah. you're telling me yeah i mean fair enough it's just the sims <laughs> listeners i've been playing a lot of the sims lately <laughs> <laughs> oh. um okay uh, apparently also the immortal children were a plague it was such a problem that it was the plague of the immortal children which honestly could just be like four of them but like, this was bef- this was pre-carlisle well or old they overlapped because carlisle met one yeah he met one but the plague of the immortal children was many years before Carlisle was born. So this was hella long ago. Hella long yeah. ago. What they were thinking, those ancient ones, this is Carlisle speaking, I can't begin to understand. They created vampires out of humans who were barely more than infants. I'd had to swallow back the bile that rose in my throat as I pictured what he was describing. Obviously, you're going to try it once or twice. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be those people who are like, oh, I love this baby i never want them to grow up great yeah i'm gonna turn him into a vampire great point or i love this baby and this child is sick and i want to save their life yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but understandably it goes wrong very fast and then why do they keep doing it i don't know (laughs) i am confused about how vampire law is disseminated like, <laughs> how do the Victorians get the you Victorians? Just call them Victorians? <laughs> <laughs> how do the Waldorf? This was like, like thousands make a of years ago. Service announcement. Yeah. Uh, there, like, no okay. more immortal children. Listen, to die. but there's no this vampire was history. Thousands class. of years ago, and they're the Voltori. So the way that you do that is you show up, and you're like. Sorry, you're not allowed to do that anymore. I'm murdering this child. And the person is like, but I didn't know. And they're like, fuck you. I'm yeah. going to murder the child. Also, There's no PSA. But, like, they also kill whoever creates the child. So it's like, yeah. how does word get around? Word gets Guys, around. don't do this anymore. Word gets around. Like, oh, my God. Voltori killed Eric. Look, here's Carlisle, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're not allowed stories, to do that anymore. You know, and he's been around a long time. It was a lawless time, you know what I mean? Like, like the Volturi don't like... care if you knew about it ahead of time or not. They just murder you. I know. I just feel like how, <laughs> like, whoever 
first created an immortal child must have been pre-Voltori. Right. Because vampires existed before the Voltori did. Sure. Um, so one, like, what ended the madness there? Two... So people just kept making immortal children until the Volturi were like, mm, no, you guys got to keep the secret. It doesn't, I, I'm just a little It, so, just it sounds a little bit like it became a fad. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he, like they call it the plague of the immortal children. So it's like, yeah, vampires have been around forever. So presumably these things existed at some point in vampire history. But it's like it became a fad. Right, like it. they're like your little pet, maybe. Your little neopet. Yeah, your little Neopet. Like, yeah, I imagine. And then the Volturi were like, this has gotten out of hand. Yeah, these vampires have been around forever. You guys aren't focusing in class anymore. (laughs) You're always trading your Neo points. (laughs) (laughs) They were very beautiful, Carlisle had explained quickly, seeing my reaction. So endearing, so enchanting, you can't imagine. You had but to be near them to love them. It was an automatic thing. That was interesting to me because we know that all vampires are very beautiful, but we also know that adult vampires have something a little off-putting about them. Like, right. they're so beautiful, but they but they also know... make you a little uncomfortable. But you know I, they're predators. I, I yeah. recently sent someone the meme from The Symptoms of the child sitting on the bus who kind of chuckles and then goes, I'm in I'm danger. In danger. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, is this the vampire experience? Like, you mm-hmm. see this child and you immediately love them? Or would a human be like, oh, my God, I love that kid so much? Or would they be like, I am scared of that beautiful baby? I don't know. I feel like maybe they haven't, I don't know, got that matured, I don't know, like, vibe No human them. stayed alive long enough. To find out how they felt about the baby. <laughs> how they feel about it. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it would be a terrifying baby. I mean, yeah. listen, all we have to go off of is the Chuck Esme doll. And that thing yep. was terrifying. Yep. We do know that if they hungered, they fed, and no words of warning could restrain them. Humans saw them, stories circulated, fear spread like fire in a dry brush. But I feel like that's not necessarily like fear of the appearance so much as like, Look at this powerful baby. Yes. Question. Why can't you just pick up the baby? <laughs> you know how human baby, like, toddlers are really, like, wiggly? Yeah, you know, wriggling out all the time? Yeah. But they're babies. I guess if they're also assuming, <laughs> they're, assuming they're also newer. Right. You know. They have newborn they have vampire newborns. strength. Right. But they're also baby-sized. But also, like, then you'd have to spend all your time restraining this baby. Yeah, that's true. It would be hard to do. Yeah. Can you imagine it crawling super fast? Ew! <laughs> Why would you do that? It's clinging to the ceiling like in a horror movie. <laughs> oh. But Tanya's mother, who is not named created such a child as with the other ancients i cannot fathom her reasons this was interesting she made this newborn immortal baby 
but then didn't Kept tell secret. Yeah, any to of hide her it. other kids. Seems impossible. So she couldn't have just been like holding on to it all the time. It <laughs> okay, must well, have maybe... been out attracting attention because the Volturi showed up. Right. But maybe she wasn't like living with them at the time. Who knows? They are they're a lot older than I would have guessed. Well, I guess Who's older than who? I, I Their mother that... is older than Carlisle? Yeah, I guess so. But we don't When did she die? Carlisle never met her, I think. It is unclear precisely what happened with Tanya's mother, Carlisle had said. Tanya, Kate, and Irina were entirely oblivious until the day the Volturi came for them, their mother and her illegal creation already their prisoners. So I guess, like, the mother was living separately, but close enough, like, that they were living as a family in some way. So that the Volturi were like, all right, well, you three must be implicated in this. I think this is just a convoluted way to make them not have been murdered. Yeah, it was ignorance to save Tanya's and her sister's lives. For sure. Right, because, you know, like, everything that we've been presented of of the Volturi is they just, they're like, whatever, yeah, I'm going to kill you too. I wondered if, so another thing that happens is, Tanya and the others never received an answer to any of these questions of, like, why did their mother create this child? Why? Like, who was he? Mm-hmm. Aro must know all of this. Aro, like, mm-hmm. touched her, got this information. Yeah. Right? yeah. They could, like, send a letter and ask. They're like, <laughs> hey, this has really haunted us. You know we're innocent. <laughs> could you just let us know, like, yeah. why she did that? And Aro has literally all the time in the universe on his hands, so why not? He's bored as shit. He's always so bored. Yeah. Aro would tell him. He'd probably do it in a convoluted way, like, first you must answer my riddles three. (laughs) (laughs) But he would tell him. (sighs) Yeah, and then she falls asleep thinking about this and has this nightmare of a beautiful, adorable, terrifying tiny toddler and she runs to save him but then as she gets closer she sees that he is sitting on a pile of dead humans that she knows i felt like this was a very interesting narrative choice knowing that bella decides to have renesme later in this book i'm like all the foreshadowing is that she will ruin your life and kill everyone you know and love. But <laughs> Bella does run to save the baby. She does. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually say whether she stops or continues to try to save the baby. We just find out that it's scary and creepy and then that's all we get. Yeah, she staggers to a halt, but that doesn't mean she's done, you know? She just she's has just a little bit more thinking to do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty short chapter. Yeah. It it felt a little bit like, okay, you got to get you to the wedding. Right. Here's They're like, yeah, tomorrow's the wedding. I'm like, what? Before the wedding. (laughs) Tomorrow's the wedding, and here's this crucial backstory. Yeah. Like, okay. More baby foreshadowing. Okay. I've got my worst sentence, which is probably almost exactly like one of my worst sentences in every book before this one. His sweet breath washed 
cold and delicious over my face. Horrible. I don't like people breathing on my face, even if their breath smells fine. And I've never thought of someone's breath as being sweet, cold, or delicious. And if it was sweet, that'd be very off-putting. Actually, yeah, that sounds unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like a gum disease situation. (laughs) Like your mouth, it's like a sweet rot kind of thing. Gross. Um, let's see. I I once again, you know, reading on an ebook is hard because I just like do not take notes the way that I do. In a it is book. slow. Typing is so slow on those things. Although, what do you have? What are you reading on? My phone. Oh, just your phone. I kind of want to get a Kobo. What's uh, that? Listeners, if you are not familiar, the way Olivia is not familiar, the Kobo, Kobo the app is like an independent alternative to the Kindle app, mm. but they also make physical e-readers that is mm-hmm. that are an alternative to a Kindle, like e-reader. Is it I a screen or a like the paper white? Situation? They have the paper white ones. I have a paper white Kindle or I, whatever you know, the one that's not a backlit screen that I really like. Yeah, that's, I often do my e-reading on my iPad, and so it's like, I don't really need a new separate e-reader, I have an iPad, but I kind of want the paper white thing, right. but it I feels, don't want to buy a Kindle. It's nice. It feels very different from being on a screen, which is mm-hmm. what I'm doing the whole rest of the day, and mm-hmm. also the browsing experience is useless, so I am not tempted by the internet. Right. <laughs> okay, I have a new worst sentence. Um, Bella is like, look, I want to marry you. It is what it is. You're going to turn me into a vampire, and I want that too. Frozen forever at 18, he whispered. Every woman's dream come true, I teased. What women have you met? Like, even the ones who are like, uh, I miss my youth, all my regrets, blah, 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 at least want to be like 21. Yeah, they do usually pick 21. Like, 18? Bella, this just exposes how young you truly are. Right. Right. Um, I think my worst sentence is when, you know, Bella's just like, I know what I'm doing. You know, she doesn't want kids. Um, and Edward is like, how could you know that, Bella? Look at my mother. Look at my sister. It's not an easy sacrifice. And equating these experiences to one another i don't know and saying because you know two people who are deeply upset about not having children you're like well you can't know yourself because you say you don't want them (laughs) yeah this anecdotal evidence is damning i actually really wanted to say something about that and i forgot uh bella says esme and rosalie get by just fine if it's a problem later we can do what esme did we'll adopt and i felt like that was a really flip um kind of response because one if it were that easy to just like adopt rosalie would have done it you know and she hasn't so it's not that simple and also in our society we treat adoption like this like band-aid like oh you can't have kids like just adopt them look at all these children in foster care they like need loving homes but the reality is that 
for the vast majority of those children in foster care, they do have loving homes. And if those homes were financially stable, like if the government gave their parents money to take care of them the way they give foster parents money to take care of them, they could just be with their families. Like a lot of reasons that children go into foster care are economic, you know? And like, if we could address some of those root reasons, we would have a lot more family reunification. And I love adoption. Adoption's a big part of my life. I have adopted family, but all adoption comes with trauma. That is just a fact. Maybe I'll cut some of that down, but I found it very flip and I wanted to get on my little soapbox. Now I'm climbing yes. off. Thank you, Maya. The foster Thank care you. system, I mean, in this country, but also maybe globally, uh, is fucked up. Um, but I also, when I read that, I read it as Bella and Edward are just going to start making people who are about to die vampires, <laughs> which is also traumatic. Uh, but in a very different way. <laughs> they all remember the experience yeah. of being turned, except for, like, Alice. <laughs> right, and Edward is like, I don't know that I would have chosen this. Uh, so, right, there is, there's still trauma. It's just not uh, necessarily government-based. <laughs> I will say I at least appreciate, I guess, that she is, like, valuing adoption as opposed to you know, there's, like, so much, like, preference for your own biological children right. in a lot uh, of ways yeah, in our country. So it is, like, at least not that, I You're guess. Right. <laughs> that shit really drives like, me crazy. When adoption is also great and lovely. And they're not, they wouldn't be any less my children if we adopted. Like, that kind of attitude. Yeah, when people, when you're reading and they're like, what about your real kids? I'm like, they are your real kids, god yeah. damn it! Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, any best sentences? Best. I don't have a good one. I mean, it's not amazing, but my best is uh, they're talking about the wedding tomorrow. Edward says, I'll meet you at the altar. I'll be the one in white. I smiled and how perfectly blasé I sounded. I, I think it's a cute, like, you could read it as Bella being like, oh, I don't want to have this fucking wedding, but look at how well I'm faking it. But I read it as, like, her being like, I'm nervous about tomorrow, but I'm really playing it cool. I'll be the one in white. See you there. I thought it was some fun banter. That is the exact half-hearted best sentence that I was going to pick. And to be honest, it's like kind of not that original joke. Yeah. No, I was like, I just kind of why I like it. it. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. It's not a strong one, and we both picked it. <laughs> I think that helped me like it more, though. It's like... Because <laughs> it was a cliche on purpose. Yeah. Um, what was my best? <laughs> oh, I think I... I at least had one that made me laugh. Um. Uh, but essentially, Bella's like, I'm sure about you, the rest I can live through. And Edward's like, can you? And he says, I don't mean the wedding, M-dash, which I am positive you will survive despite your qualms, <laughs> M-dash. And I was like, yeah, that is some nice perspective. Like Bella is 
continually like just freaking out about a wedding and not at all about the fact that she's about to become a immortal being who hasn't thought about what that means whatsoever but she's like but the wedding (laughs) oh my god i might trip right and he's like which i'm positive you will survive (laughs) you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine (laughs) also if you fuck up at your wedding like it's just kind of cute yeah, nobody cares. It's your Honestly, it I would like my wedding to have something that you remember it by. <laughs> <laughs> but you want it to be you, like, making a mistake or falling? No, but if it can't be me being the most beautiful, you know, bride you've ever seen in your entire life, then I'll take, oh, I just, like, fell down the stairs. You'll take anything memorable. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just want to be remembered. <laughs> Do you remember the Office Jim and Pam wedding episode uh-huh. when they do the like singing, dancing entrance and Pam oh, is yeah. like, I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A flash mob. They did a flash mob. <laughs> She's like, oh, I told them not to do this. <laughs> well, listeners, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Email us with questions and comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. And also your memories of the Breaking Dawn release parties that you attended or like movie Or didn't attend because you were in an anti-Twilight phase? Did you break down over Breaking Dawn? I fucking did. (laughs) If you'd like to support the podcast, check out patreon.com slash twilightphasepodcast. I still didn't double check that all these people are still our patrons. (laughs) Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Lini, James, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Danny, Olivia, and Sabine. You can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilight phase Phase podcast on Tumblr where we do not post. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our music, our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. I did use the correct music. <gasps> <gasps> <Last episode>. Wow. <laughs>